Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Abbott Laboratories, ticker symbol ABT. Abbott Labs is a dividend king that has recently seen its stock price come down this year. Abbott Labs is a dividend king, meaning that they have increased their dividend payouts for each of the past 50 years. Abbott has increased their dividends for a half a century at this point. Abbott is down quite a bit from its all-time highs that it reached last year in December. So with their stock price coming down recently, we're looking at the business here today. As of the time of recording this video, Abbott is trading for just under $109 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 23%. Over the past year, they're down 10%. However, going back five years, their stock price has compounded at a rate of 17% compounded annually. Going back 10 years, that's about 5% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, that's also about 5% annually, not including dividends. One thing that you'll notice looking at their historical stock price is this huge decline, basically a huge gap from December 2012 to January 2013. This is when they spun off AbbVie, which was the pharmaceutical-related portion of their business. This gap nearly 10 years ago at this point was caused by that AbbVie spinoff. Abbott is trading at about $7.5 over their 52-week low, which is down about $30 from their 52-week high. Abbott is a very large company. They have $190.5 billion market cap. So what does the business actually do? Abbott manufactures and markets medical devices, adult and pediatric nutritional products, diagnostic equipment and testing kits, and branded generic drugs. Products include pacemakers, implantable cardioverter defibrillators, neuromodulation devices, coronary stents, catheters, infant formula, nutritional liquids for adults, molecular diagnostic platforms, and biochemical tests and point-of-care diagnostic equipment. Abbott derives approximately 60% of sales from outside of the United States. So Abbott Laboratories was founded in 1888 and is based in North Chicago, Illinois. So for today's fundamental analysis, we're going to be performing a modified version of the eight pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight key financial metrics of Abbott as a business to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of their business based on their fundamentals. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 22 and a half. Currently, they're trading at just above a 22 and a half times earnings multiple. This is about the lowest valuation that they've gotten to over this period. They were trading at quite a high multiple for most of 2018, probably due to some charges flowing through their earnings statements. Even if we're going to go and exclude those years, Abbott is still trading at an average PE of about 45. So this is going to be an X to start off here on pillar number one. Pillar number two, we want their average five-year return on capital to be above 9%. Over the course of decades, over the long run, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and those underlying business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. Abbott has steadily improved their return on capital throughout this time frame, increasing it from about just under 5% to more than 16% as of last year. Averaged out, they're earning about 9.6% returns on capital, and again, this has improved each of the past five years. So this is going to be our first check here on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Abbott has almost doubled revenues over this time frame from $27 billion in 2017 up to over $43 billion in 2021. 
for a very large business to begin with, this is huge revenue growth. Another check here on pillar number three. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Abbott has significantly increased their net income from $477 million in 2017 up to more than $7 billion in 2021. So this is giving us a more clear picture here, and it potentially looks like there was some sort of acquisition between 2020 and 2021 that really drove this increase in revenues and total net income. We also see that 2017 was likely an abnormal year as their net income was down quite significantly compared to the rest of these years. So we're getting some clarity here and pillar number four is gonna be a check as well. So far, we're three for four. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back stock and decreases the number of shares outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in that business, ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's profits that you're gonna be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. We want companies that are buying back shares at reasonable valuations. Here, shares outstanding have pretty much been flat, although they have very slightly diluted shareholders by issuing about 40 million shares over this time frame. Given the fact that they have nearly 1.8 billion shares outstanding, this is very tiny dilution and shares are pretty much flat. While it is minuscule, this is still going to be an X here on pillar number five as it is dilution nonetheless. Still, this isn't something you really have to worry about here. Pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and can be used to pay dividends buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. A business's abilities to produce free cash flows, now and until judgment day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is ultimately what that business is gonna be valued at. So Abbott has grown their free cash flows from $4.4 billion in 2017, all the way up to $8.6 billion in 2021. So that's a check here on pillar number six. Similar to revenue and net income, we see a big jump here in both cash from operations and free cash flows from 2020 to 2021. And in an average year over this time frame, Abbott is producing about $5.6 billion of free cash flow. So that's a lot of cash, and we're going to be using that coming up here on pillars seven and eight. Pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So as of the end of last year, Abbott had about $9 billion of net debt. So these are the debts that are left over after subtracting all their cash. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $5.6 billion times five, that brings us all the way to $28 billion. So if Abbott keeps producing free cash flows like they have over the past five years, over the next five years into the future, Abbott is going to have plenty of cash to pay off all of this debt. This is a big check here on pillar number seven, as the business is utilizing very modest amounts of leverage that is well supported by their ability to produce free cash flows. This is a sign of a conservative balance sheet and a conservatively financed business overall. It's great to see this here on pillar number seven, and this is another check. So far through seven pillars, we have five checks. Finally, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want Abbott's market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. 
So currently, Abbott has a market cap of $190.5 billion. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $5.6 billion times 20, that only brings us to $112 billion. So we're off here by nearly $78 billion. This is going to be an X on pillar number eight. However, just because this valuation metric is an X doesn't mean that you're automatically going to discount Abbott. This type of analysis is not financial advice. Instead, it serves as a holistic and beginning starting point to learn whether it's worth your while to dig more into Abbott and learn more about the business overall. Just because we're off on any one of these metrics doesn't automatically throw out a business, and this type of analysis is best used holistically. Finally, as mentioned at the start of the video, Abbott is both a dividend aristocrat and a dividend king. Abbott has increased their dividends for each of the past 50 years. Currently, they're paying about a 1.7% dividend yield. And although that long dividend history sounds great, investors make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. Instead, what we really want to do is look to see if a business's dividends are healthy and supported by the business's cash flows. So no surprise, in each of the past five years, Abbott has increased their dividends per share. And in each of the past five years, Abbott has had plenty of free cash flow per share to be able to support this dividend. They've only very slightly gone above a 50% dividend payout ratio in 2019. And in all five years, they've had plenty of free cash flows to be able to support this dividend overall. Based on this snapshot, Abbott's dividend looks like it's in very healthy shape. And it looks like the company is likely going to have runway into the future to keep increasing this dividend. Now, again, this is based on a snapshot of the past five years. The future is never certain, but with 50 years worth of track record here in increasing their dividends and a pretty wide margin, especially in last year's free cash flows versus the dividends that they paid out, it looks like Abbott's dividend is in pretty good shape. So in summary, Abbott Laboratories checks the box on five out of eight pillars. They're off on our valuation pillars. And although their shares outstanding are pretty much flat, they've slightly, slightly diluted shareholders. Besides that, they're earning just above average returns on capital. They've seen major increases in revenues, net incomes, and cash flows per share, likely on the backs of some acquisitions. So that's something that you'd want to dig into and investigate more if you're interested in learning farther about the business. Also, we learned that the business is very conservatively financed and they really only utilize modest amounts of leverage at best. The debt that they incur on their business is well supported by their business's ability to produce free cash flows. So that is great to see here. And although they're off on these valuation metrics, Abbott looks like a strong business that's a dividend king and has 50 years of dividend increases. It looks like they've got runway to continue that now and into the future. And that's something that you can better understand as you continue to learn more about the business. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Abbott Laboratories, ticker symbol ABT. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next. Thanks for learning about Abbott Laboratories with me, and have a great day.